Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 268, The Feast of the Nativity of the Lord, Year B.
It's comforting to remember that the first Christmas over 2,000 years ago, things were not going very well at all in the world for countless numbers of people. Christ was not born into a world that was going along really nicely. Far from it. The people were walking in overwhelming darkness of spirit, suffering terrible poverty and injustice and with many, many generations praying desperately that a saviour would come soon to help them. The world today, especially this year, knows all too well what that feels like. At the end of a year where people all over the world have been plunged into the darkness of the worst global pandemic in living memory, and now in these last few months, like the words in the first reading, in the darkness a great light has begun to shine, including real hope that an end to this crisis is in sight with the development of promising vaccines. We're not out of the woods yet, but there's certainly a light at the end of the tunnel. A profound light of hope has also shone in the darkness of this year as we all offer heartfelt thanksgiving and offer deep appreciation and gratitude for the precious and fragile gift of life and an ever deeper cherishing of how precious good health and well-being can be. The irreplaceable treasure of family and friends, the value of community and church, the pricelessness of so many people who have shown enormous reserves of kindness, generosity, compassion, adaptability, and practical assistance in the community, especially when things got very bleak. Again, this echoes our Lord's message and his example. A light has shone when it was darkest. Darkness and bleakness aren't usually words we would use here in Australia at this time of year, in the hot midsummer. But certainly after this year's experience, these words have a new and powerful resonance, symbolically. And we keep in mind that winter darkness and somberness defines the location and predicament of the very first Christmas in Bethlehem, the place of our Lord's birth. For there it is cold, dark, bleak, the shortest of days. Everything seems asleep or lifeless or hibernating. The traditional shepherd's field in Bethlehem is a series of caves on an exposed hill. Trees have grown bent sideways, from centuries of powerful, relentlessly freezing winds cutting through that region. Gillian Boris, a writer who was born here in Australia and very familiar with Christmases here, which are of course boiling hot, bright as can be from 11 minutes to 5am on Christmas morning until sunset at 6.42pm, Christmas lunches with air coolers turned right up, outdoor barbecues and picnics in the park or at the beach. Gillian now lives with her family in Europe and she observes as this particular year comes to an end, I think every southerner should experience the starkness of a northern hemisphere Christmas where one cannot help but notice and feel that the birth of Jesus is the one ray of light and hope so much needed this year, penetrating the gloom. Through the birth of our Lord, wherever we are in the world, 
in summer or winter, in light or darkness, whether we're reunited again with family and friends, or still cherishing them in our hearts and prayers from afar. We're all truly united in love, prayer and in the Spirit. Our absent friends and family are also truly one with us on this day. We carry you in our hearts, all God's beloved children everywhere. 2,000 years ago, God loved us so much that God was not content to worry about us from a distance. So he sent his only son to be with us, to be born as one of us, to truly and fully share our condition and save us from ourselves. Jesus became the model of self-forgetting love and service. He was the ray of light that broke through into the world of cold and darkness, of selfishness, despair, injustice and violence. And he truly shared our suffering, experiencing with us all our joys and all our sorrows, calling us in turn to help lift up others around us in their struggles. Our Lord constantly gets right in there, into the messiness of life, and never leaves us to muddle on alone. And that's the true cause of our great joy at this season. God's miraculous decision to join in with us and be one with us means that there's absolutely nothing too complex, too messy or too vulnerable about our own lives into which God cannot or will not enter. God loves us that much. Let's rejoice, for our Saviour has come. He has been born to us, humble and lain in a manger, and who grew up to offer his life as free and full self-gift to save us all. He is that light that scatters the darkness. He is the promise and fulfilment of all our hopes and prayers. He is Christ the Lord. The Word became flesh And walked side by side He saw our darkness And reached out in kindness sent his only begotten into this world so we might know true peace and greatest love unfurled those who walk in shadow now walk in the light ones who stray further still the one For now to us a child is born A joyful day, a grateful morn God sent His only begotten into this world So that we might know true peace and greatest love Oh
ones who stray further still return steadfast to the light. For now to us a child is born, a joyful day, a grateful morn. God sent His only begotten. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And may the peace and joy of the Christ child shine upon you in this special season. On this wonderful feast of the Nativity of the Lord Jesus, the Solemnity of Christmas, in order to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us first acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you are the Son of the living God. Lord, have mercy. You are the Son of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the Word made flesh the splendour of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God on
let us pray for the eternal gladness that the birth of Christ begins. O God, who have made this most sacred night radiant with the splendour of the true light, grant, we pray, that we who have known the mysteries of his light on earth may also delight in his gladness in heaven, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The Word of the Lord Today is born our Saviour, Christ the Lord. Oh, sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Oh, sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. Let the heavens rejoice and earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he comes. He comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Today is born our Saviour. Christ the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to Titus. Beloved, 
The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Good news and great joy to all the world. Today is born our Saviour, Christ the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 16. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is the Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favours. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. The Gospel of the Lord. 
While it may seem a relatively new practice of stringing strands of coloured lights outside our homes to signify the approaching Christmas season, we are simply reviving a centuries-old tradition that originated in Europe, when people lit fires outside their houses in their wintry climates to let people know that they believed the presence of Christ would bring light into their darkness and warmth into the cold. Ancient religions, as well as many modern ones, have used the themes of light and darkness as a way of speaking about religious experience. Light has always been associated with goodness, knowledge and hope. Darkness has symbolised evil, ignorance and despair. In my lifetime, I cannot think of a more oppressive year for the whole world, which has had to rethink the way we live together and the way we relate to each other. Without our knowing how it happened, a dark cloud came over the globe and we were all tested as to how we would address the changes that would forever alter our fragile environment. How we endured the pandemic would be a great indicator as to how we were going to incorporate our belief in God, a God of hope. In the Christian tradition, we interpret the light to be Jesus the Christ. Without him, we're stumbling around in the darkness. Without him, we can eventually come to prefer the darkness to the light. He is the only light that darkness cannot overpower. Yet this light does not force itself upon us, not like some bolt of lightning, but as a child, born as all children are from his mother's womb. With the birth of every child, there is new life, new hope, and a new innocence, which graces a world that is tired of pain and contradiction. But this is not the birth of just any child. Luke is anxious to tell us the true identity of this child. So the angels announce to the shepherds, who represent us, the meaning of all that is happening in obscurity. Their announcement pierces the disguise of obscurity and peels out the identity of this child. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. But what did the shepherds believe they were witnessing? At the time, they could have no comprehension of what it might mean for him to be the saviour of the world. He was a mere baby who had not yet revealed himself to the world. He was not full of wisdom and authority. He performed no miracles or broke open the ancient texts of scripture. They simply had to hope that this child would grow to be the fulfilment of God's promise, that the Messiah would come into the world. And for the moment, they were just happy to be connected to this new life. The angels proclaim at the beginning of the gospel what Jesus' followers came to understand only after the resurrection that Jesus was the Saviour, Christ the Lord, the one prophesied by Isaiah. Because he had been given access to life and his words through the gospel, we have come to believe that this child grew to maturity and understanding of his mission and that he died and rose again so that we can take the light of our faith right back to his time in the manger. One of the unique aspects of Christmas is that it achieves a great levelling off of society. So even for people who do not have the birth of Christ as part of their faith tradition, except that nobody feels superior to anyone on this day. It seems to put an end to elitism, even though it may only be for a short time. 
And it achieves this leveling not by lowering us, but by lifting us up. On this day, we feel that we are one with everyone and it awakens a desire to reach out to others. This is the way the light comes into the world. It takes us out of our narrow world and breaks our selfish habits. We are in touch with our common humanity, with our shared hopes and fears. On this day, the world becomes a friendlier place and God becomes like us. God becomes one of us. And because of this, he's taken away the distance between the human and the divine. He makes us one with God. All this because of the announcement to the shepherds and now to us. Today, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The Nicene Creed I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the stillness of this night, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Let us, a rejoicing people, offer our prayers to God. That the church will be a people no longer in darkness, but called to walk in the light. Lord, hear us that the world will recognise in the birth of Jesus that justice and integrity have been secured. Lord, hear us. That the oppressed will find hope in Christ's birth, for the rod of oppression has been broken. Lord, hear us that the Christian family will rejoice at the birth of our Saviour. Lord, hear us. That all who are ill be given healing, strength and consolation, and those who care for them be given peace. Lord, hear us. 
for all our family and friends at this time, that God will bless them near and far. And for those who have no one to be close to, may they know that they're part of God's loving family. Lord, hear us. For peace in the world and in the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Lord, hear us. For people throughout the world suffering in any way from the effects of the COVID pandemic. That the Lord will grant healing and recovery and continue to inspire acts of great compassion and generosity. And in thanksgiving for medical teams and care workers, emergency services and support groups, that they will be lifted up and strengthened in their important work. Lord, hear us. For those silent intentions deep in our heart. Lord, hear us. That the dead may now see the incarnate God face to face, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Bountiful God, you sent your Son, born of the Virgin Mary, to be like us in all things but sin. We humbly ask you to hear us as we rejoice in your loving kindness. We make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. 
May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the oblation of this day's feast be pleasing to you, O Lord, we pray, that through this most holy exchange we may be found in the likeness of Christ, in whom our nature is united to you, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, a new light of your glory has shone upon the eyes of our mind, so that as we recognise in him God made visible, we may be caught up through him in love of things invisible. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true celebrating the most sacred night on which Blessed Mary, the Immaculate Virgin, brought forth the Saviour for this world, and in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and Blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father, 
Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body, and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The Word became flesh, and we have seen his glory. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ 
Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, that we who are gladdened by participation in the feast of our Redeemer's nativity may through an honourable way of life become worthy of union with him who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone, and again a happy and holy Christmas. I pray that this Christmas season brings you an ever deeper peace and a profound experience of God's overflowing love and God's wonderful compassion. Bless you all, and may God protect you and guide you in your travels and gatherings at this special time. Thanks be to God for the many acts of kindness, love and compassion experienced in so many people in these times of challenge. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing.
May the God of infinite goodness, who by the incarnation of his Son has driven darkness from the world, and by that glorious birth has illumined this most holy night, drive far from you the darkness of vice, and illumine your hearts with the light of virtue. May God, who willed that the great joy of his Son's saving birth be announced to shepherds by the angel, fill your minds with the gladness he gives, and make you heralds of his gospel. And may God, who by the incarnation brought together the earthly and the heavenly realm, fill you with the gift of his peace and favour, and make you sharers with the church in heaven. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you for ever. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. And Happy Christmas! Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. The Roman Missal, 3rd edition, 2010, ICEL. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms by the Grail, 1963 and 2009. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg, Together We Pray, 1993. St. Ralph Sherwin, Gloria, written and sung by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, 2011, ccwatershed.org. The Christmas Hymn, Word Made Flesh, by Paul W. Kelly, based upon John's Gospel 1 verse 14, 1 John 4 verse 9, and Isaiah 9 verses 2, 6 and 7, arranged and sung by Stephen Kelk with adjusted lyrics 2020. Traditional hymns, O Holy Night, Joy to the World, Away in a Manger, performed by the Bobby Cole Chamber Choir licensed via shockwavesound.com Production KER 2020 May God bless and keep you